Ahsoka Tano on the run. After an attack on the Jedi Temple, Anakin Skywalker's young Padawan found herself accused of murdering the person responsible for the bombings. With no choice but to run, she was chased by her master, who begged her to turn herself in. Knowing there is little hope of being cleared of the crimes, Ahsoka decided to find out the truth and prove her innocence on her own. Once again, Bucketheads, Mevar Tigar. Welcome to our 211th scintillatingly set-up episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. We're so glad you're here, being a part of Buckethead Nation. <laughs> Remember, the best way to reach out to us is on social media. Find us at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, Follow and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back. It is another Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Wednesday. And we are on the cusp of the finale for Season 5 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And it's hard to argue that at this stage, looking back at Star Wars The Clone Wars, that this may possibly be the best season of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Uh, the, the the scale, the scope, uh, the uh, in-depth character stuff they do in this season is just next level. It's off-the-chart stuff. And, and it, I mean, it's just really compelling, riveting storytelling happening in, in these episodes. They, you know, we've talked about it as we've gone through each episode, how each season has built on the last. And, and now here in season five, I mean, we're, it's just, you know, constantly, like, in my opinion, slam dunk after slam dunk episodes of the show. And I know I'm one of the few, but I really enjoy those D-Squad episodes a lot more than most people do as well. Uh, get, you know, give me droids all day long. I, I have a good time with the droids in Star Wars. So I, I'm here for the D-Squad stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's it, pound for pound, I feel like this season is just a, a gem. Just a, a real, real gem. And this episode, again, we, we pick up where we left off. Ahsoka Tano on the run. This is a, a, a character-defining moment. This is an, a, a, this arc is, is is one of those things things that puts Ahsoka on a different path, I think, than where, where we thought she would end up when Clone Wars began. Uh, so it's 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 a huge uh, touchstone for the character, right? And and so I'm really excited that we're getting into these episodes. 
And I think we should just go ahead and dive into it. We're here for Season 5, Episode 19, To Catch a Jedi. The original air date was February 23rd, 2013. Written by Charles Murray, directed by Kyle Dunleavy. And our cast for this week, headed up by the amazing, the wonderful... Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano, Nika Futterman as Asajj Ventress and the Twi'lek Child, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, Meredith Salinger as Barriss Offee, D. Bradley Baker is the Clone Troopers, Captain Rex, Commander Wolf, and Police Officer Number 2, Terrence T.C. Carson returns as Mace Windu, James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi, Plo Koon, and Police Officer Number 3, Tom Kane is the narrator, and Yoda, Stephen Stanton is Admiral Tarkin, and Police Officer Number 1 to complete that trifecta. Uh, Dave Filoni himself has a voice in this one as a Spots Potal, the Godal alien that we'll we'll see early in the episode, the one that uh, Ahsoka will, will get a, a t- acquire a cloak from. Brian George is Kai Adamundi. Catherine Taber is Old Alina. Old Alina. Get ready for that. <laughs> and Robin Atkin Downs is a uh, Ratataki alien. So, you know, you know it's a small parts for some, for, for some familiar voices, but... Uh, for for Catherine Tapper in, in particular, there you know there hasn't been a ton of Padme in this season of the show, um, so yeah, you sort of wonder if this is like, hey, we need we need a little extra help, Catherine. Why don't you why don't you hang out here and and, and be old Alina? Why not? <laughs> our, ca- our our plot for this week's episode: Ahsoka is on the run and hiding in the criminal underworld of Coruscant. She strikes up an unlikely alliance with a former enemy turned bounty hunter. I think we know where this is going. Uh, just a real quick note about this episode in particular is is that uh, primarily it takes place uh, on level thirteen, twelve, and thirteen, fifteen of the of the Coruscant underworld of the lower levels. Uh, at the time that this episode was coming out, uh, LucasArts was was developing a video game. We've talked about it in this podcast before Star Wars uh, thirteen thirteen, which is going to be a Boba Fett video game set in the lower levels of Coruscant. Uh, so. I, I, I think part of this episode, you know, one of the, one of the sort of uh, perks of setting a story in the, in the sort of under, underside of Coruscant was to kind of get us more familiar with this environment so that when this game came out, we would, we would have a more, more connections to draw from. Uh, but, of course, when, when Disney acquired uh, Lucasfilm, they shut down LucasArts, and that video game was shuttered never to see the light of day. Uh, but as you all know, long-time listeners of this podcast, I will continue to advocate uh, for a game similar to 13, 13 to come out again. Set it in the lower levels, of course. On show me the Star Wars underbelly, the criminal underbelly of the galaxy, and and uh, let's have some fun with that idea. Which I guess, I guess there's you know from what I've been told there is a, a, some of that in Jedi Survivor. Uh, but you know you know me, I want all the bounty hunters, I want all the mercenaries, I want all the crime lords, and all the uh, uh, death stick dealing I can handle. So bring it. That's what I say to that. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the episode proper. You know. Oh, wait a second. Ho, ho, ho. Not so fast, my friends. We almost forgot our Jedi fortune cookie for this episode. Never become desperate enough to trust the untrustworthy. It's an interesting fortune cookie in the sense that we as the, as audience members know that it's not Asajj Ventress who betrays Ahsoka in this episode. But I suppose from Ahsoka's point of view, which is a big deal in Star Wars, that certain point of view, uh, it is Asajj. Who betrays her? So uh, again, it sort of depends on how you look at it. For for us as the audience, we know that the Saj is not the one betraying anybody. So keep that in mind as as we watch through this episode. I think the other thing you can think about too, with that fortune cookie, is that maybe never get yourself in a situation where you are forced to trust the untrustworthy. Period. 
that would be my advice. Now, <laughs> you may know me as a, as a somewhat play it safe kind of guy, so that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of on brand for me. But I think it's just a good guiding rule and principle. Just don't ever get yourself in trouble enough where you have to trust the untrustworthy. Just avoid that sort of thing at all costs. <laughs> the the little, little peek into my personality traits right there. All right, uh, let's get into the episode now. You know what time it is. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. After further investigation, there can be little doubt that the clone officers murdered and escaped were killed by none other than Ahsoka Tano herself. She used a Jedi mind trick to convince the clone to open the door and then proceeded to cut him down along with five other clones along the way. I do not believe that Ahsoka could have fallen so far. The beliefs of the Jedi Council are irrelevant. We deal strictly in facts and evidence, and the evidence points to Padawan Tano being guilty of the attack on the temple and the murder of the Republic officers. This is sedition. Well, I'm no lawyer, but I'm not sure that Tarkin has all the facts and evidence he thinks he does. He has a lot of circumstantial stuff. And, and again, things that point towards Ahsoka Tano, but I don't believe there's anything that really convicts necessarily. It is obviously the video that we saw last week, the hologram of what appears to be Ahsoka potentially force choking the deceased is not good, but a good criminal attorney could probably disprove that because again, isn't it interesting that there's no uh, audio on said hollow recording. Now granted, I think we have to remember, going back to earlier in this arc, you know, the, the growing distrust of the Jedi. So if it, if it was trial by Jedi of, uh, trial by Jedi, trial by jury of her peers, Ahsoka's probably still in trouble. Can't, can't, can't you know, deny that. But there's, there's no actual evidence she was the one wielding the lightsaber. Um, and I can't remember if we get a lot of specific answers at the, in the finale of, of, of how exactly... Uh, the perpetrator infiltrated the prison complex to to do these things. But regardless, that's going to be something that we definitely talk about as we move forward here. Uh, what I want to get into next is I just do, I just do think it's interesting that, that Tarkin seems, and again, not surprising that Tarkin is the one who just believes that all of this points to Tano, boom, that's it. Trial's over before it even starts. That's that. What's interesting to me is what happens next. And uh, the Jedi's... The Jedi Council's response to to the supposed evidence that Tarkin has gathered, again, which it, it feels oddly circumstantial to me, but hey, what do I know? No attorney. Uh, our, I do want to talk about who's in the Jedi Council chambers for the for this uh, briefing from Tarkin. Yoda's there, Mace Windu, Plo Koon, Shakti, Sacy Tin, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Kai Adamundi, Kit Fisto, and Eoth Koff. Uh, there are three empty chairs in the chamber. Uh, and of course, Anakin Skywalker is there to to hear uh, the report from Tarkin. But let's go ahead and listen now to the discussion that takes place after uh, Tarkin's ended his communication and the Jedi talk amongst themselves. Now, again, we've heard from Plo Koon, who believes that, that Ahsoka could not possibly have fallen down this, this path. Uh, and again, Ahsoka's connection with Plo Koon, we know it runs deep. Uh, he was the one who brought her into the Order. So they, they have a bond. They have a, a, an understanding with each other, it would, it would appear to be. But let's, let's listen here to the conversation. Uh, as, as, as to me, it sounds like the Jedi 
are more than ready to, to, to write off Ahsoka as, as having gone too far, and that she's definitely guilty of these alleged crimes. Skywalker, was there no way to stop your Padawan before she escaped? No, Master Mundy. The Council believes that Ahsoka may be guilty of the crime. Still believe they are wrong, do you? Hmm? I believe she didn't kill the clone troopers or the woman who used the nanodroids to blow up the temple. That's why she's running, to prove her innocence. Now she's in the lower depths. With her skills, she will be hard to find. Two teams we will send. Master Skywalker and Master Plo Koon. With clones, you will go. I think it would be best if Skywalker stayed here. Having you involved may actually make things worse. Master Windu, with all due respect, she is my Padawan. The reason for you not to go. I think we're being foolish if we take Anakin off this mission. Who knows her better? He's emotionally tied to her. Probably too emotional to do what needs to be done. I'd rather capture Ahsoka and find out the truth than let her run because of a lie. You must prove to us that you will stay focused. Can you? I've already alerted security on the lower levels to be on the lookout for Ahsoka. Go swiftly then, Skywalker, and bring back this lost child before it is too late. <sighs> yes, Master. All right, so there you go. It sounds like the Jedi Council, again, as Yoda said, they're prepared to believe that Ahsoka is guilty of these crimes. Which really bothers me. I'm really upset by a lot of this because it's... it's and, and again, I think that's sort of the point, right? You know, we've talked about it in the past. We're going to talk about it more in next week's episode, uh, uh, for sure. For sure, because it's it's unavoidable now. We have to examine the Jedi as a flawed institution. Uh, you know, they they began as these these noble peacekeeping you know warrior monks, uh, and now they uh, they have sort of become their own kind of miniature bureaucracy in a sense. And, and again, it is a flawed institution. We will dive, I, I would expect us to dive more into that next week, so I won't spend too much time on it today. But you have to start seeing the cracks in this, right? Like, like we want to believe that the Jedi were this great, noble thing, and they, and they were for a long, long time. But remember, the shroud of the dark side has fallen on the Jedi, and they can no longer perceive the Force in the way that they used to before. And they seem to be like not as disturbed by this enough disturbed by this as they should be. So, again, there's a lot to keep in mind here. Remember, and, and I go back to uh, what we've said before for a very, very long time. Uh, Palpatine's plan from the beginning was complete and thorough, and the Jedi never saw it coming. Uh, the, the the fundamental way in which he destroys this institution uh, is is, is it's a master class in, in how to take down a, 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 a um, what, what word do I want to use? Again, I sort of referred to the Jedi as a bureaucracy already. Uh, but, but again, I guess, I guess just to sort of expose the hypocrisy of the Jedi Order. And, and Palpatine does that. Again, he's still the bad guy. He's still, you know, a Sith Lord and, and traveling in the dark side of the Force and, and, and the, all those negative energy and emotions that, that are associated with it. But his plan to expose the Jedi as, as hypocrites pretty much works to a T. And we as an audience are seeing it from a different perspective here because this is a plan 
not brought on by by Palpatine at all. I think he probably, you know, maybe put a little bit of a uh, grease in, in, on the wheel here, you know, because he's got his hand in so many different things. But I mean, he knew that that Jedi would question the war, that Jedi would oppose the war at, at some point, at some level. So again, he may not have his hands directly in this particular pie, but it, it, it's his machinations coming to, coming to fruition here, and and the the, the Jedi just kind of falling apart. And, and the, again, they're so blind now. Uh, that trail of the dark side is, is so deep and, and o- opaque that they can't see through it uh, to, to recognize the failings of their own institution that they, they, they believe they are upholding its, its highest traditions of. Uh, it, it's, it's bonkers. <laughs> I mean, to, to, to hear Master Yoda so quickly write off Ahsoka, uh, it, it's, it's shocking. It's shocking to me. And, and oof, I don't care for it. I don't care for it. Let's get to our next little bit here. Um, we're going to catch up with Ahsoka now down in the, in the lower levels here, attempting to avoid uh, being, being identified because as Anakin tells us, he's, he's put out the word to the lower level security forces. There are pictures and hollows and, and, and you know, uh, signs of, with Ahsoka's face all over them. So uh, she's going to go down there and keep a low profile. Now, well, we'll talk about it after the clip. Let's play the next clip. Here we go. Barris, it's Ahsoka. Ahsoka, I'm so glad you're safe. Safe, but on the run. Where? I can't tell you, but someone is definitely trying to frame me. It's not safe for you to call me using the Jedi communicator. Find another way to contact me. I will. In the meantime, I'll do some digging and see if I can find anything out to help you on my end. <sighs> Thank you, Barris. Be safe. So Ahsoka reaches out to her good friend Beresafi, risks the communication to the Jedi Temple to contact her friend, who seems to be maybe the only one she can trust at this point, right? Because, again, An- Anakin uh, wasn't there to, to, to do what Ahsoka needed him to do, and, and she's on her own now. So she reaches out, makes contact with her friend. Now, it's, it's hard for me to sort of objectively uh, uh, consider, or I guess, I guess let's, let's just ponder this. Uh, I've seen these episodes before. I saw them back in 2013 when they when they aired, uh, and I'm assuming most of you have did the same thing. If not originally when it, in 2013, you've at least watched it by now. Uh, so, and again, if you're watching the shows as I go, this is going to be a bit of a spoiler. But <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, are, are you as an audience, or as we as an audience member, expecting Barris to be the one that betrays Ahsoka, to be the 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 one aligning this conspiracy against her? Oh, or is it supposed to be a surprise? Because I sort of wrestle with the idea uh, uh, whether they're 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 sort of giving us hints that it's going to be Barris to be revealed later on, or if they want us to actually think it's another party at 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 any time. My my problem with the idea that they want us to think something else or someone else is that they have, they have yet to really give us anything else but Barris as the one to, to betray her. Because again, if you, if you pay attention to the previous episodes, you know, in, back in the first, the first episode of the arc, Barris has that small little cameo where she's seen peeking in the room, into the room where Anakin is, is interrogating uh, uh, Jacarbo Mani's wife. Then you go to the second episode where all of a sudden Barris shows up and she's seemingly just, you know, with her friend mourning the loss of the Jedi killed in the explosion. Uh, but she very quickly inserts herself into a sort of impromptu briefing that Tarkin's giving on the amount of information that they have regarding the bombing 
and 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 the role that uh, all the, all the uh, people played in it. And now, again, Barris is, is in the scene as supposedly as the, the 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 one that Ahsoka can trust, her confidant. To me, it's, it feels like at this point it's obvious <laughs> that that Barris is the one who who set all this in motion, and and her idea of uh, you know contact me later, I'll do some digging, blah blah blah, is is just her way of, of sort of keeping Ahsoka off the scent, right? I, I do remember being conflicted about the idea of, of Barris being the, the conspirator, uh, the actual killer and bomber, back in 2013, because in the old Expanded Universe continuity, Barris Offee was a good Jedi. Uh, she, was, she was a healer. She healed clones and people you know uh, uh, the, who were injured during the Clone Wars. Uh, she was something of a pacifist Jedi, if memory serves, um, and 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 so I, I was sort of struggling with the idea back then. It's like, oh, would they would they change the character that drastically? And 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 the answer was yes, yes they would. But but um, again, spoilers. Sorry, the, the show's almost ten years old. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, but yeah, I, I just sort of that's sort of like the, where I, I I guess I just have to pause and wonder. I, I I'm curious where you all fell on this as well. It does it does it feel like they're pointing us at Barris? Or do, do you feel like they're doing a good job of kind of keeping the mystery, keeping the suspense uh, about who's actually behind everything? Now, at this point, maybe you're on the fence with that answer, but I think by the end of this episode, you have to believe that it's Barris, right? There's enough hints, and we see enough of the, of the figure, the mysterious figure, uh, and we'll get to that all in a, in a moment. Um, again, I'm just kind of curious where you all land on that particular side of things. Let's go ahead... Uh, the next sequence here, I mean, this is a pretty action-packed, fast-paced episode. So, we're, you know, we're going to go uh, pretty far into the episode because what we get next, basically, is a big chase sequence, right? Ahsoka's going to acquire that cloak from the Gotel, voiced by Dave Filoni. Uh, and she's going to try and get on the tram in the under under levels. But we know that the security fiends are looking for her. Uh, and they're going to spot her. That cloak, she doesn't have the best cloak in, in the Star Wars galaxy. Because uh, usually that's a pretty darn good, effective disguise. Uh, in Star Wars, to have just a cloak, but uh, Ahsoka is is fairly easily spotted by by the security. But again, everyone's on heightened uh, uh, heightened alerts, right? They're looking for her. They're actively searching for Ahsoka Tano in the, in this instance. So I guess I sort of get it. Uh, but you have a pretty good sequence here on the train with the chase with the pursuit by the security forces, uh, and eventually we find ourselves in an elevator, plummeting down to the lower levels even further. A little Twi'lek child. Uh, again, I'm not going to spend too much time on that chunk of the episode because, again, it's just a fast-paced, uh, uh, enjoyable section of the episode. Don't get me wrong. And, again, it's, it's you know, take note that Ahsoka is engaging in a very uh, defensive uh, – <laughs> I almost said defensive attack, which makes no sense. But she's defending herself, right? And her attacks are non-lethal. And that's sort of important to keep in mind as as – Again, she's wanted for murder of these clones, but you have to wonder at a certain point, when do, when do the clones and the security forces question that? Because clearly she has the skill set to, to severely, uh, well, I was going to say severely kill them, but again, just kill them or severely injure them. Uh, and that seems to be something she's going out of her way to avoid. So again, those are the sequences coming up, the chase on the train, the, the turbo lift uh, plummeting to the lower, further down into the lower levels. Uh, 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 and, and yeah, let's get to our next section of, of dialogue. Actually, I better set it up because it, this is when our, our enemy turned bounty hunter 
is going to find Ahsoka and engage in confrontation immediately. Gets the drop on Ahsoka, and here we go. Let's play it right now. Well, well. I didn't believe it when I first heard it, but I guess it's true. The Senate has put a bounty on your horned little head. <laughs> and I'm going to be the one who collects. Ventress, it was you, wasn't it? You were behind all of this, and you framed me! I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do! So what are you now? A bounty hunter? Yes, and someone who knows how to make easy money. Well, I mean, this jives, right? Last time we saw Asajj Ventress, she was working with bounty hunters. And now that's her gig. She's back on Coruscant looking for easy money, it sounds like. And she's going to kind of lay out the plan here. It's, I think it's very natural for Ahsoka to assume that Ventress would be the one to frame her for this. But I think, I think Ahsoka, the more she thinks about this, is going to realize that that can't be true. Because what is the motive at this point? You know, she knows... And again, she will tell us here in a minute. She knows that Dooku betrayed her and tried to kill her and, and that she's on the outs. What what exactly would be here? Is this just like a one person's plot for revenge against the Jedi? It seems a bit much for Ventress, who has limited resources at this point in things. Uh, and, I, and I think Ahsoka's going to come to that conclusion here fairly quickly. But at the same time, we know that the Jedi are in pursuit. They, they have a good idea of where she is. Security forces have reported to Plo Koon and Anakin Skywalker the the sightings of of Ahsoka, so it's only a matter of time before one of them catches up to her, right? Well, yeah, that sounds about right. You think you're just gonna hand me over, and then what? Get a pat on the shoulder? You're a separatist war criminal and a Sith. They'll have us both in prison before you said your name. I don't have to hand you over to the Jedi. I can hand you over to the bondsman and still get paid. I'm gonna get my money whether you're dead or alive. <laughs> Good luck. Despite what you hear, I'm still a Jedi. I'm afraid the other Jedi no longer see it that way. I hate to admit it, but you're right. That's why I'm going to need your help. In what star system do you think I would ever help you? A traitorous Jedi tried to blow up the Jedi Temple and has framed me for that and other killings. Hmm, so the Jedi aren't that holy after all. I know Dooku tried to have you killed. I know he betrayed you. What if this is his new apprentice? I've fallen from my path just as you've fallen from yours. We have a lot more in common than you think. What can you offer me that's better than money? If you help me, I'll speak to the Council and the Senate on your behalf. I'll get you a full pardon for your crimes. You have my attention. But I'm going to go where the tide flows. If the tide is flowing against you, don't think I'll forget about the bounty on your head. Fair enough. I suggest we find somewhere else to discuss this. Shine the light over there! <laughs> Alright, we'll pause it right there. This is when Anakin's gunship arrives, and he's gonna see... <laughs> Rather conveniently that Ahsoka is with Ventress here. She does not go to the effort to, to put her mask back down. Again, which is something you think she would do. She obviously has this mask uh, to, to conceal her identity because she knows she's wanted. As Ahsoka said, a war criminal, a Sith, all these things. You think she'd put that mask down in front of the authorities. 
But no, no, no. It, it, it's almost like Ventress wants to bait this a little bit by, by showing to Anakin that Ahsoka is with her now. Uh, so a, a very unique decision. And I think one that, that now uh, maybe casts a little bit of a shadow in Anakin's mind about Ahsoka's innocence or not because he sees her with Ventress, who he very strongly believes is a bad person, a Sith Lord, and all the things. So not great timing <laughs> for this, this new Ahsoka-Ventress partnership uh, <laughs> as Anakin is obviously going to leap to conclusions because that is what Anakin Skywalker does. <laughs> but Ventress, again, like she said, she's going to be Ventress in, to a certain extent in this, in this regard uh, and, and kind of go where the tide flows, right? If, if it flows against her, she'll turn her in for the bounty. If it looks like Ahsoka's going to pull this off, then all right. She'll go along for the ride and get that, get that pardon so she can move about the galaxy freely uh, and, and, and not live with a death mark on her head. Uh, so eventually, they are going to escape from Anakin. They put up a laser barrier so he can't pursue, but Anakin deploys the probe droids, uh, and it doesn't take too long for them to find where Ahsoka and Ventures are hiding out, but not before Ahsoka gets a chance to make contact once again with her alleged friend, Barriss Offie. Barriss, it's me. It's so good to see you, Ahsoka. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. If you consider Anakin and a hundred clones on my tail a good space to be in. You were almost captured? Once or twice, yeah. Where are you? I can't say, Barriss. I believe I found a clue. A clue? How? From where? We don't have much time, Ahsoka. Fine. I'm on level 1312. A hollow booth at the corner of 12th and G. Got it. Three levels up, there seems to be an abandoned warehouse where they used to build munitions that Letta visited during the time she was getting access to the nanodroids. How did you find this out? I told you I would do some checking. Oh, thank you, Barris. Be careful, Ahsoka. All right, just my two cents. Again, it feels to me that they are pointing us towards Barris as the one working against Ahsoka. And her coming up with this this uh, uh, this nugget, this clue, this little bit of data, and then not being able to cooperate or, or support it in any way because, hey, Ahsoka, I don't have time for this. Do you want you want my help or not? Here's here's go to this space here. Suspicious. But Ahsoka, fairly desperate, right? And again, we go back to our fortune cookie. You never become desperate enough to trust the untrustworthy. Perhaps that untrustworthy is, in fact, Barriss Offie, right? But Ahsoka willing to, to, to kind of take this on faith uh, based on their past history, their friendship with each other, not knowing that, that, that Barriss is, in fact, the untrustworthy here. But it, the desperation is evident because Ahsoka just is going to go for it, hook, line, and sinker. Uh, and to her, uh, <laughs> I think she's going to regret that decision. All right, and as you heard, the, the probe droids found Ahsoka as she's making the communication, reporting her location in, and now the clones, Commander Wolf in particular, and his troops are moving in to arrest Ahsoka and Asajj Ventress. Let's hear how that confrontation goes. It doesn't seem like you need my help. That's not true. We need to find an abandoned munitions warehouse in level 1315. We should be able to find some information there. You know the place I'm talking about, don't you? Yes, I can get you there. Listen to me. I don't want to fight. 
I do. We're taking you in now, Commander. That's not gonna happen. Trust me. Now, I'm not going to hurt any of you. We're not going to hurt any of you. But you're not taking me in. Commander, we are taking you in. Let's play. Ventress, don't! Alright, so the fight begins. And, as Ventress is now somewhat aligned with Ahsoka Tano, she will follow Ahsoka's instructions and not start slicing down the clone troopers. But it's a fun action sequence. It's kind of fun to see Ahsoka and Ventress uh, in combat on the same side. Uh, pay particular attention to Ventress's fighting style in this fight in particular. It will be emulated down the road by another person <laughs> in an attempt to sell Ahsoka on the betrayal of Ventress, which, again, we as the audience know that's not what ha what's happening, but that person seems very quick to learn Ventress's fighting style and employ it against Ahsoka. So this is a pretty, again, it's a fun sequence watching these two work together and, and ultimately uh, defeat these clones. And Ventress will take Ahsoka to this munitions factory and and seemingly part, right? And, and seemingly part on good terms. I've done my part of the bargain, which means you're on your own from here. But don't forget, you have to speak on my behalf now. That was the deal. Agreed. Thanks for getting me this far, at least. I have to admit, I never saw us doing anything together. Ever. These are strange times. Great parting words from... Asajj Ventress, as she turns the lightsaber back over to Ahsoka, sends her on her way, and then we follow Ventress down an alley where she's about to get jumped <laughs> by the person who is actually framing and setting up Ahsoka Tano. Uh, what's vital about this scene is that the attacker, once rendering Ventress unconscious, takes her lightsabers, takes the helmet to conceal the identity, right? So... That's a very uh, important element, too, because you, maybe you wonder, like, oh, why has Ventress got a helmet on here? But, yeah, it, she ha it, it's, it's practical for her because she has to conceal her identity. She is a wanted fugitive, right? Or she a wanted criminal. And, and so it just comes in handy for the conspirator to be able to take that. Hence why the, why the, why the, the person <laughs> – let's just say who it is. It's Barris, all right? Why, this is why Barris takes the helmet, right, to, to, to sort of – continue the subterfuge, right? To continue the frame and, and let Ahsoka think that Ventress has inevitably betrayed her as, as, as probably as Ahsoka initially thought she would. But this does get us to the munitions factory, right? This gets us into a great action sequence between fake Ventress, played by Barris Afi, and Ahsoka Tano as they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Again, it's great action stuff. It's great... Uh, 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 I don't. It, it, uh, let's let's put it this way. I, I love the sequence. I love the action. What is uh, surprising to me is that Barris Offy gets the gets the better of Ahsoka Tano, uh, the, the the Padawan trained by Anakin Skywalker, and who we know 
is an incredible, incre- incredible in, in lightsaber combat and all these things. We, we, we've been seeing her grow and develop. Uh, and Beresafi kind of comes out of nowhere, uh, imitates the style of Asajj Ventress, and is able to defeat Ahsoka. It is surprising to me in a lot of senses. Again, possibly because I was I was affected by my old expanded universe idea of who Barriss Offee was. Again, as something as sort of a as something of a pacifist Jedi, but in in this instance, uh, not so much. And it was funny. I was thinking back to it. I'd, I'd have to double check uh, some some old. Again, they're out of continuity, so they they no longer apply. But if memory serves. Uh, Barris Offy had more of a friendship with the Anakin Skywalker in the old expanded universe as as, as the Padawan of Obi Wan Kenobi, and and the the Obi Wan and and Bar- uh, master uh, Luminara Unduli would team up on a mission together, and so so Barris and Anakin sort of had the connection with each other that she seemingly now has in the new canon with Ahsoka. So that's something of an interesting. Shift in the, in the power dynamic there for the for the two characters, um, as as Anakin's clearly more more advanced than than Barisafi and has much more in common with Ahsoka Tano in this new canon. Uh, so just again, so I may have had something of a, a, a skewed perspective of Barris's uh, fighting prowess going into this. Clearly more capable and adept adept uh, than I gave her credit for, uh, as she sends Ahsoka tumbling down 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 to the ground, never knowing. That it's Barris Offy that she's fighting. Again, Ahsoka fully under the impression she has been betrayed by Asajj Ventress. And as she finds the crates of the nanodroids that she was looking for as the evidence, that is when the clones move in. Anakin Skywalker moves in. And everything comes apart for Ahsoka. Let's hear it as she falls down the shaft, finds the evidence, and it all, all just unravels. Wait, wrong section. <laughs> Here we go. No! Wolf, let me explain. Explosives. These are the same types of nanodroids that were used to blow up the Jedi Temple. I can't believe it. So, how convenient that the, the person who set up Ahsoka now has Ahsoka in the munitions warehouse by the explosives used for the temple bombing. And it all seems to just... Again, the frame now seems complete as Anakin Skywalker begins to doubt his apprentice, his friend, Ahsoka Tano here. I love the little moment there uh, after Commander Wolf stuns Ahsoka before she can even explain. I love that he doesn't give her a chance, first of all. I mean, that's, that's smart thinking on Wolf's part. But once she's unconscious, I love that Anakin sort of like rushes to her side and, and, and sort of grabs her arm to, to, you know, kind of convey that the concern, the worry, the, the I'm so sorry this is happening. Uh, and that's when the explosives are revealed. And you sort of see on his face as Anakin begins to doubt, right? That that this this Padawan that he has essentially helped raise and 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 grow into a into a, a wonderful young Jedi Knight, though not fully, um, could possibly be responsible for this. Again, the fact that Anakin doubts is is a, a tad heartbreaking. I'll be honest with you. Uh, let's listen in now 
as Plo Koon, Anakin Skywalker, and the clones rocket back to the Jedi Tempo with an, a conscious, no, not unconscious, I don't think she's unconscious at this point, but with a restrained Ahsoka Tano in custody. Captured she has been? Yes, Master Yoda. Without incident? No. She was subdued by the clones and found in possession of explosive nano-droids. It still doesn't explain Ventress's involvement. We saw her with Ahsoka. I think there's more going on than we know. By Ahsoka or against her? That remains to be seen. We're bringing her back to the temple. Let's just hope we can keep her here. I love the way that music just builds to this wonderful crescendo before the, the closing credits of, of the Clone Wars hit. But yeah, I, uh, let's think about Mace Windu's words real quick. Let's hope we can keep her here. Uh, I feel like it's it's I feel like that's a statement with a bit of a double edge to it, right? Like, will Ahsoka stay in custody, or will she manage to escape yet again? Or, or, poss- or possibly, and and is it possible that Tarkin intercedes and removes Ahsoka from Jedi custody? and pursues justice in the uh, Coruscant criminal system. Well, I guess it's more of the Republic law system at this point, but that will be revealed next week in, in the, what I can only call stunning, stunning season five finale for Star Wars The Clone Wars. I love this episode. It is endlessly entertaining. Again, Ahsoka's desperation leads her to make these these poor decisions and so that like again you want to give Ahsoka the benefit of the doubt in a lot of things but she's desperate she's trying to find evidence to clear her name and this is not exactly like her wheelhouse right she's not used to being cut off from the resources that she usually has access to so her desperation I think is very believable very understandable uh, I love incorporating Ventress into this I love making her making making it seem like Ventress was the one who betrayed her uh, there, there's so much of it to this episode uh, that, that just really, really works for me. And it sets up beautifully what, to, what is to come in the finale here for season five next week. And I can't wait to talk to you about that one. This is like nine and like four point, nine point like four five buckets. It's like, it's like right up there in like nine five. It's like right up to nine five. It's real, it's real dang close. It's almost as good as the lawless. <laughs> it's almost as good. No, no, it's a smidge low. I'm going to stick with like that 9-4. 9-4 buckets. Ugh. Stick with it. And I, and, and, I, and I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week for, for the season, season finale here of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, I, I think that is about everything as far as Star Wars news goes right now. Well, not news. This, is a, this isn't a news episode. So uh, no, don't worry about that. Uh, we could talk about a little bit of new stuff because, again, yeah, some information has come out recently. Uh, the, the big Empire article expose, if you will, uh, for Ahsoka is out. And we've learned a few more details about some of the characters in the show, uh, what's, what's in that. But, uh, again, it's not stuff that I, I feel is, is, is super worth getting, getting crazy talking about. You know, uh, We can save that for another time as we head into uh, the Ahsoka show itself. That's kind of what I'm thinking we'll do there. So let's go ahead and get out of here. 
we went about about 45 minutes anyway, so it's not like you need me to pad the show any. So <laughs> remember, <laughs> this is the Men Division Podcast. Nargai Tom. Uh, reach out to me. Find me on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter, Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. I thank you for supporting all the small independent Star Wars podcasts, especially this one. Thank you for being a part of Buckethead Nation. You are the best Buckethead Nation for life. I think that's what they say on the streets. And another great way to support the podcast, if you can, depending on what platform you listen to, if that platform offers the chance to do reviews, hit me up with sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They truly help small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle of the algorithm, and that is what we fight against the most here. You think we fight against the tyranny of the empire? No, we fight against the tyranny of the algorithm that keeps us down and promotes shows that have corporate sponsorship. <laughs> That's what we fight against. <laughs> All right, my friends, we will be back very, very soon. Go out into the world. Be great Star Wars fans. Be great people, as I know you all are. And, and we'll talk soon, all right? Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Oh, and here's a bonus. Uh, if K2SO were on the line with Berzafi, this is what he would have told her when she didn't substantiate her findings, quote-unquote. I find that answer vague and unconvincing.